You are listening to the Gromart Podcast. We've been really focused on formulating and engineering a diesel fuel that is right for our customers. Featuring experts in agriculture. We're helping our customers decide when's a good time to sell, when's a good time to merchandise that grain so that they can make a profit. And other system news. It's very important to the Gromark system to encourage the future of agriculture. The Gromark Podcast starts now. Welcome back to the Gromark Podcast. I'm Sam Spence. In this episode, I'm continuing a small series to highlight the activities across our agronomy division as we are gearing up for spring. I'm joined by team members Mallory Jones, the supply manager, and Brittany Fiscus, who is the market specialist with our Gromark crop protection team. Let's hear more about what these ladies are focused on. Would you highlight the big picture of Gromark crop protection for our listeners? Um, some of them may not be aware about what what crop protection covers. And so I'm just wondering if you can also share how your roles support the division. So Mallory, I'll go ahead and start with you. If you don't mind just covering what does Gromark crop protection stand for? What do they, what do you guys do? What's happening? Yeah, sure. Um, so Gromark crop protection, we cover herbicides, insecticides, fungicides, micronutrients, foliar products, as well as turf products. Um, I am the crop protection supply manager so I handle all of the purchasing for the United States and Canada for herbicides, insecticides, fungicides, micronutrients, foliar products, and turf products. Okay. And then, Brittany, can you highlight a few of the activities that you kind of help support across Gromark Crop Protection? Sure. So I am the Crop Protection Market Specialist, um, and a little about my role uh, entails a lot with pricing programs, member communications, uh, marketing materials to growers that will come via our FS member cooperatives. And we usually are promoting private label products and best management practices. Okay, and I know across the Gromark Crop Protection team, uh, we also have had a chance to hear from Eric Wilcox with the agronomy equipment area. Um, there's a few team members that also support these efforts. And then outside of our office, we also have the Crop Protection Territory Managers. Uh, CPTMs is usually how we kind of hear that. So there is a lot of focus both in the office and outside of the office with our crop protection team. You guys kind of shared a little bit about what you do specifically. Um, usually for our listeners, I kind of like to highlight for our guests, you know, what what do you do across the Gromark system? How long have you been here? Uh, maybe other roles you might have had. And, and if you're coming to Gromark or if you if you came into Gromark from another company in our in our ag industry or maybe even beyond that so um, Brittany do you mind if I start with you and just see how long have you been with Gromark or a part of the FS system um, so I actually was a real estate assistant prior to coming to Gromark I started in at Gromark in August of 2009 um, and I was in the insurance services area for about six months um, and then I actually moved up to seed in a marketing role and then I also was involved in operations on the seed side as well. So I spent about six years in seed. And then I moved to crop protection just about two years ago, um, this this month actually, I think. Oh, okay. So um, a grand total of, I'm pushing, I think, nine years wow. at Gromark. So. That's great. And Mallory, how long have you been with Gromark or in the FS system? So I'm a newbie to the FS system in Gromark pretty much. I've been two and a half years uh, with Gromark. I came to Gromark from a competitor where um, I was on in the sales force as a crop consultant. So I worked with farmers selling seed and chemical um, in my prior life before coming here. 
And just out of curiosity, did either of you grow up on a farm? Do you guys farm today? Is there any connection there? So my husband and I, we do have what we call a hobby farm. We've got about seven um, Semitol cross cows that we have babies off of um, every year. We have just small acreage um, with cows and one horse and a couple dogs. And then my husband works for a local dairy farmer. So we're tied in um, in that regard to back into agriculture. Very cool. Brittany, how about you? And I did not grow up on a farm, um, but did grow up in a small, heavy agriculture in, uh, community. So um, got my touch through there. Yeah, and that's great because even for some of the employees that I get a chance to visit with for the Growmark podcast, sometimes you hear that they have that direct connection. Yes, I came from the family farm or I have a family farm today, kind of like how you highlighted, Mallory. Um, I didn't. I don't have that background. But uh, what I kind of realized through some of my conversations with different people and something I picked up from um, an interaction I had one time was they were like, well, you may not farm but you as a consumer have a direct relationship you know back into the ag industry as a consumer so I thought well okay yeah that's a really interesting way to put that well in the last episode I visited with a few members from our crop nutrients team to highlight the ways that they are gearing up for spring so I was just wondering if we could take a moment now to delve into the world of crop protection and highlight the ways that you guys are gearing up for spring. Um, this the season officially kicks off on March 20th, and uh, I know it has been increasingly busy in the office. So while there's a buzz about, just want to hear from you guys. Who do you work with? Um, maybe some of the work that you're doing now, and and what do you, what goes into gearing up for spring for crop protection? Um, so in my role, we're gearing up for spring more on the operation side. So we're making sure that product is in place ahead of the busy season, making sure that we have the right products ready, um, working with members on their forecasts. Um, we have a couple products that are on managed supply that are going to be tight this year due to various industry pressures. So we're managing those and making sure that we can get those out and available to everybody for use. That's great. I know that in the last podcast episode I did with Crop Nutrients, also highlighting the uh, industry pressures, if you will. So um, a lot, and again, we're just kind of highlighting another area of our business that is impacted by some of those different things happening beyond our walls, even beyond the U.S., in Mm -hmm. fact. Um, Brittany, what are some ways that you and your team are are gearing up for spring? On the marketing side, I would say our biggest... um way we gear up for spring is just being available to our members, um, making sure that we can provide any pricing program information, help them out with any um, pricing competitive challenges that they might have. Um, So I would say availability is a big thing and also making sure that all of our CPTMs are armed with all of the materials they need to help the crop specialists make good decisions for the growers and, and what they need for their season. That's great. Now, earlier this year, I shared a discussion with Dr. Jeff Bunting, who is the division manager for crop protection, and he provided some achievements from last year and said he was focused on the team this year. I mean, just really a high focus on helping you guys achieve a lot of your goals. Um, can you maybe share a little bit about the projects you have going on? Uh, we talked about some of these efforts for spring, but maybe recap for our listeners. What are some goals you're, you're looking at across the year? Um, well, I know that a big goal, dicamba is a big buzzword right now in our industry. And I know as a whole team, we're making sure that we're prepared for that. We're armed with that. Um, our CPTMs have been working out in the field with member meetings to train them on how to handle dicamba. Um, we're trying to respond by making sure that we have 
other products available. I mean, dicamba is a big one, but there's lots of products that go in a spray tank with dicamba to help it perform well and stay where it needs to stay. So trying to make sure that we've got all of those products ready to go and available. Um, on the operations side, the procurement and operations team um, is, a, is a team of three <laughs> that we're growing to four soon. So a project that we're looking forward to is um, onboarding a new team member and um, getting him trained and, and ready for the season as well. Great. And Brittany, what are you guys looking at going into this, this year a little bit deeper past spring maybe? So this year, um, for the marketing side of crop protection, we've really been looking at kind of building upon our marketing materials that we have available for members to use and promote with their growers. Um, this is kind of a new concept to, um, to my role. Um, for the past couple of years, we've really been trying to provide more materials for members to use um, from a marketing perspective for crop protection products. Um, something else we have been working on is our business builder programs that um, our CPTMs um, can utilize in the field to really grow our business on some key some key products um, for for 2018. Um, and and with that also kind of a personal goal um, coming from seed, I have a heavy seed knowledge, so I'm really trying to increase my knowledge of crop protection products um, and and what growers need. So I will probably be riding along with the CPTM on some member visits and maybe even visiting with some growers. So that's kind of what what's going on. For projects for the year. Yeah, that's great. I mean, you guys have a lot to keep you busy. Even now, I know that I'm hearing a lot of the phone calls. I sit pretty pretty close proximity to the crop nutrients, <laughs> crop protection team, so I get to hear a lot of the phone calls coming in and, and the stand-up discussions. And, um, you know, I know that your division managers are very active in your areas and like to visit with you guys on that. So um, I, I, you can tell if you're in the office, it's a I think the word would be palpable, you know, so <laughs> everyone's gearing up. So is there is there anything else you'd like to highlight for our listeners today, just from the standpoint of what's going on with crop protection, any of your other spring activities or, or even beyond that? Um, yeah, I think for our, the operations side, something that um, that we enjoy doing is we um, we support the retail locations heavily so as they start to get geared up for the year we're also gearing up and when they start working their long hours um we we offer support there so um i think it's the 19th starting march 19th is when we go what we call on call so we'll be offering after hours support um on phone and email um and then through the weekend so as as our members need help we're going to be there uh to help them um and then also be able to offer next day deliveries for any crop protection products that they have available that they want. So we're looking forward to that. It's a very fast paced time of year and, and we're excited to kind of come out of the winter hibernation and get ready to hit the ground running. There you go. I think a lot of us are also eager for, you know, seeing the first signs of spring to just kind of hit and get that warmer weather. I know I am definitely excited for it. So as we close today, it's March 9th. And in my last interview with some of the Crop Nutrients folks, I asked them what their favorite dessert was <laughs> since it was it was National Banana Cream Pie Day. Yes, there's an, an actual day for that. And you won't believe what I discovered today was, do you have any guesses? 
It's also food related because Is it that meat was all day? no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I told that on a Tony show. <laughs> Not well. I don't know. Maybe it might also maybe that be. Was yesterday, huh? um, My t- favorite food day is margarita day. But I'm always, <laughs> I'm always well, it's today is National Crab Meat Day. Ooh. So I don't know. That Ooh. very interesting. Oh. Are you, are you a Brittany, seafood fan? We're or? giving each other eyes because <laughs> last year, like 18 months ago, yep. we um, were given the opportunity to go to GFS, mm-hmm. uh, Grow FS out um, in like the old Delmarva area on the East Coast. We got to go visit there and we were treated to some of like the best crab cakes we've ever <laughs> oh, eaten. Oh, cool. So they that's were. what I thought of as soon as you said that. Crab meat Me day. as well. They were delicious. Okay. So highly recommend the crab cakes. Well, yeah. <laughs> so my follow-up question to that was just going to be if you were a seafood fan and if you were, what, what your favorite meal might be or, you know, anything off of that. And if you weren't, I was going to ask what was something that totally grossed you out as a kid <laughs> that you would not eat? Because I know when I brought this up to a few of my friends, they're like, oh, God, crab, oh, gross, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. I've become a salmon fan. I like to prepare salmon. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten my three-year-old to like salmon. So yes. that's exciting considering my husband does is not a seafood yeah. fan. Uh, but I'm trying to think of a disgusting food. I don't know. I'm a big uh, shrimp proponent. <laughs> Um, have a favorite place down in St. Louis called the Broadway Oyster, Oyster Bar. Mm. Highly recommend the voodoo shrimp down there. <laughs> okay. Um, and then grossed out. I was a picky eater as a kid, so I could probably have a big list. But I really dislike mustard. Oh, okay. Even the smell of mustard. I just can't handle it. Hmm. Very interesting. <laughs> I don't know if that counts as a food. It's more of a condiment, but yeah. Well, ladies, I just want to say thank you. I know that you're very busy, and uh, it's great to catch up with you on this this Friday afternoon, as it is, um, just to talk a little bit more about Growmark crop protection and help our listeners understand and appreciate some of the services, the products you guys are providing, and the ways you work with our customers. And beyond that, work with the growers. Um, So just want to say again, thank you for your time today and for helping us understand how you are gearing up for spring. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Okay, Growmark podcast listeners. Before I conclude this episode, I just wanted to take a moment to introduce you to a podcast that I have also really enjoyed listening to, aside from the Growmark podcast. (laughs) Um, This fits with some of the products we spoke about today, and it may help shed some light on the business of protecting crops and what that means. So I highly recommend the POP Agriculture podcast. That's P-O-P Agriculture with Dr. Steve Savage. And you can find these episodes on a podcast supported app, um, or you can look that up online at popagriculture.com. And I hope that you enjoy listening to that podcast as well as the Growmark podcast. And again, thank you for tuning in. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Growmark podcast. You can find other episodes on Podbean or on a supported podcast app.